Part 3, What Causes Noise? Let's start with psychological biases. There are three major biases that contribute to noise. Psychological bias is a common attribute among humans, a systematic and predictable error of judgment. The first type is substitution bias. Simply put, we tend either to oversimplify or to overcomplicate a question. In other words, we tend to seek a complex answer for a simple question and vice versa. Now, let's consider a hypothetical example. Bill is 33 this year. He is smart but not imaginative and mostly dull and boring. In school, he was great at math but bad at social sciences and humanities. Based on this description, which one of these statements is more plausible? First, Bill plays jazz as a hobby, or, second, Bill is an accountant who plays jazz as a hobby. Most people would opt for the second choice. However, such a choice is inherently illogical. We will all accept that the first option is a component of the second. If the second option is valid, so is the first. What's more, the second one carries more details, as it describes not one but two traits, Bill's accountancy occupation and his hobby activity. When an answer contains more intricate details, it makes it less probable. After all, there will be far more people who play jazz as a hobby than people who both work as an accountant and play jazz. Logically speaking, the first option is more probable compared with the second. If that is the case, why would most people tend to go for the second option? It is because of the substitution bias. We substitute a question of probability for one of similarity. Instead of asking, which one of these options is more probable, we wonder which is closer to Bill's character. Based on Bill's traits, his being good at math, smart, and a bit boring, we determine that he fits our stereotype of an accountant, and so we select the second option. We ignore the fact that it is less probable. Probability is constrained by a special logic that often eludes our reasoning. Most people find assessing similarity easier than judging probability. Thus they will approach this choice from the wrong angle. Here is another example. When people are asked to estimate the odds of a plane crash, they will tend to recall instances, their memories of planes that crashed, rather than considering statistics. Their estimate of the likelihood of being involved in an aviation catastrophe shoots up, if they have recently heard about one in the news. How does substitution bias cause noise? The authors evoke another hypothetical scenario to explain how. The scenario concerns a man. Let's call him Michael Gambardi. He is a candidate for the position of CEO at a financial company. Gambardi's qualifications and career trajectory are provided, and the authors ask readers to make an assessment and decide if Gambardi will get the position, and how likely it will be that he will still be in the job after two years. From what we know so far of noise, it is fair to expect that readers are likely to consider similarities between Gambardi's profile and his credentials, alongside other successful CEOs they may know of. Any resemblances will be considered evidence that Gambardi has what it takes to succeed as a CEO. That is exactly when noise appears. People tend to have different perspectives about what success entails. When people look for similarity, making comparisons with vague examples instead of considering the actual average statistical chances of survival, for a CEO in the financial sector, there will be many different answers. Noise, caused by substitution bias, distracts respondents from a rational and straightforward analysis of the question. 
Aside from substitution biases, the authors also explain the other two types of bias that lead to noise. One of them is conclusion bias. Decision makers often neglect some important steps involving gathering and analyzing evidence before coming to a conclusion. Instead, they approach the task the other way around, making a hasty decision and then scrambling to find justifications for it. As a result, the evidence they collect in the decision-making process is biased. Different personalities look for a range of explanations to support their conclusions, and noise emerges. The other bias is described as excessive coherence. It refers to people's tendency to form a coherent impression too quickly and then find it hard to adapt. For instance, if we have a positive first impression of someone, this will likely be what we think of them in the long run, and we become oblivious to their imperfections and negative traits. In a word, excessive coherence makes us rely heavily on first impressions. However, good decision-making requires lots of information, especially when we are making a complex choice. But gathering information is a random process. We don't know what information we will be exposed to first. Such randomness allows different people to form different initial impressions of the same event, and with the effect of excessive coherence, their judgments vary greatly and noises emerge. Alongside psychological bias, matching operation is one of the prime culprits in causing noise. It is a mechanism we often depend on when forming judgments, imbued in our day-to-day -day life. For instance, after watching a movie, people will log onto a rating site and leave their reviews. What happens to their preferences and opinions is they are converted into a numeric score, a percentage or a star rating. This process is called matching. Employee evaluations do the same thing, where the employer quantifies the quality of staff's performance. In short, matching involves the conversion of a subjective view into corresponding values on a scale. Noise appears in the matching process mainly because people cannot use rating scales correctly. One of the most typical reasons is vague descriptions, which causes disparities in people's interpretation and, consequently, how they judge degrees of intensity on any given scale. Some scales relate to general statements such as outstanding performance or unlikely to happen. But there is no clarification of what sort of performance is considered outstanding and what probability is considered unlikely. Every evaluator will understand these unclear descriptors differently. Even when a scale is purely numeric, ambiguity remains if it does not come with a standard directing how it is to be used. Evaluators will all have their own criteria, which is when noise emerges. For example, on a scale of 0 to 6, one reviewer might think that someone needs to be truly exceptional to earn a 5, while another might assume that being pretty good is enough to be awarded the same rating. The gap between their subjective interpretations results in noises. This is all for part 3. In this part, we have learned about the two primary causes of noise. The first is psychological biases, including substitution bias, conclusion bias, and excessive coherence. The second is the matching operation, often involving vague scales, eliciting varying interpretations from different decision-makers.